my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yami, we are in the season of the power of parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ and put a current spin on it. So Jesus had the wisdom to simplify profound spiritual truths and make them more relatable so that they're a lot easier to understand. So today we will be looking at the parable of the sheep and goat, and this will be taken from the book of Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. I will be using the NIV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom, prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will understand him. Lord, when did you see, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a stranger and invited you in or needing clothes and clothed you? Then did we see you sick or in prison? and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. And I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. Amen. 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 Now that was a very long parable, but he was very clear yeah. about who did what was righteous and who did not. Mm -hmm. And this is what I like about this parable. Yeah, I think um, this comes after a series of other parables where after the disciples asked Jesus about the end times and you know we cover the parable of the fig tree which talks about the signs of the time 
the faithful and wise servant, the Ted and bridesmaids and mm. the talents. These are the things that you do in preparation of the end times. And he's pretty much saying at the end will be the yays and the nays, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like the, the sheep that get in mm -hmm. and the goats that get kicked that out. Get kicked out. Now, my, my question is why did he use the comparison of sheep and goats? I, I was just thinking in terms of the animals themselves. Do you have an idea? I mean, I don't know why Jesus used sheep and goats, mm -hmm. but this is not the first time he used the sheep right. in his parable. And um, I think because at the time, a lot of people were farmers mm -hmm. um, and or shepherds, and they could visualize, you gotcha. know, to help them understand the parables. But there may be a, a different representation. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, first of all, my mom is always at the... Uh, the the butchery. <laughs> I know she likes her goat meat. She's never buying sheep. However, whenever we I don't know anyone who eats sheep. Yeah, but you know what they do? That's so so interesting. Like when um they have these these ceremonies where they're either having like a christening or something like that, or someone dies, they always cut sheep up and put it in like bags as a sacrifice, which is interesting. So you think of sheep, even when you see them in fairy tales or stories, people count sheep to go to sleep, which I think is a representation of, of peace mm. and, and, and I think solitude and heavenly and angelic, while the characteristic of a goat is pretty stubborn. You know, goat okay. to stubborn, and you know, they even use the term you stubborn goat, right? So I'm just wondering the reason why um, Jesus uses this comparison is that the sheep are more angelic and obey and are, um, they're always in compliance. They cooperate with each other. They follow suit while goats do their own thing and are pretty stubborn. Like a billy goat. Like a billy goat. <laughs> eh, 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 eh. Right. <laughs> Um, I, I think that's I think that's a good analogy mm -hmm. or uh, at least to um, understand this representation of the sheep, because like you said, the sheep were um, our sacrifice or maybe even like a lamb. Right. Which right. is a baby sheep. Right. And we know that they called Jesus the lamb. Mm. Right. And he was he was the lamb that was sacrificed for us. Right. You know, like you mentioned, these sacrifices, this was a ritual that was done by the Hebrews for their sins, their, for the cleansing of their sins. Right. And by the by the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, that blood was shed for us. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's saying the sheep are like him, right, are, are his people. So he's a lamb and these are his sheep or right. he's the good shepherd. And these are the sheep that follow, unlike the stubborn billy goats. Interesting. So I, I, I like that. I like that understanding. That's really good. I think also what I like about this parable is that Jesus is also very clear that, you know, of a shepherd who separates his sheep from his goats in order to help his followers understand this judgment, right? Um, he says those who live good lives and believe in God will be put on one side and have that reward or that place in heaven, while the ones who reject the belief in God and sin will be damned to hell, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's basically inadvertently saying that as Christians, we have to take action to help those in need. 
So if a person is in need, a person who needs to be clothed, a person who needs help, a person who needs to be visited, or just you reach out to them, Jesus says you must, you, it is your job, it is your duty, it is your, your godly duty to help that person and don't turn your back. You know, he explains that helping a person, no matter what their status is, is just the same as helping Jesus himself. And that's why he uses that term. If you've done this for your, um, my, my brother or my sister, then you've also done it for me. Or if you've done it for your brother or your sister, then you've also done that to me. So he's, and then I think that's also because we are made in the image of God. So we are all one. So you help one inadvertently, you're also helping the other. Yeah, I think it's very important to note that this parable emphasizes your actions. Like you said, Jesus is about that action. You can't say, Lord, Lord, and not do what he says. Right. That's what the Bible says. Or like faith without works is dead. We can't say, you know, you love the Lord and you're, you're mean or vicious or ungiving or uncaring to the people of the world because they're we're all his creation. And so Jesus separating the sheep from the goat, he's saying, have you served the kingdom with your time? Have you put in the actions that sh represent that you have cared for one another? Right. You know, the, the, when Jesus told us the greatest commandments, first love the Lord your God above all else mm. with all your heart, your soul, your mind. And then second, love your neighbor as you love yourself that Important. second one that's what we're doing at the Absolutely. end of time Absolutely. he's like were you doing that second commandment right. and so we can be saved we can sing praises we can hoop and holler we can not curse or we can you know be as sanctified as we want mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. and go to church every sunday but if we are not doing good deeds for one another, mm -hmm. for the people who are actually in need, Jesus is seeing that you are not working Absolutely. the way he has asked Amen. you to. Amen. You have not given to the kingdom the way that he has asked you to. You have committed a sin. Yes. Amen. I, I love the fact that you said that we must act in service because Jesus is looking for that. I mean, it's a mistake for us to assume that Becoming more Christ-like means merely just stopping our bad behavior. Mm. I think the more Christ-like that we become, it, it the more our lives are poured into the service of others. Oh, I love that. And and that is really being Christ-like, not just stopping bad behavior. You know, it's your actions and and what you're doing with them and how you're helping with others that is really more prevalent and more glorified. Amen. 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 I mean, yeah, Jesus looked after everyone during his time mm -hmm. here on earth. He didn't he not feed the 5000 who were there following him. Did he not look after those who were sick, who had demons, who were dying? I mean, he was serving. Not only was he preaching, but he was laying hands, serving, giving miracles. And there are little miracles that we can do, right? There are little miracles that we can do every day to help the lives of those in need. Right. Right. And that's being Christ-like, like you said. That is being Christ-like. This is really wonderful. I think what I want to leave with is in Matthew 12, verses 33, it says here, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Amen. 
You know what that reminds me of? What? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the fruit of the spirit, oh. to be honest, mm -hmm. because I think that's a, a good way to for for us to recognize each other mm -hmm. as Christians mm -hmm. or as people who are actually doing the will of God and, and serving the kingdom right. is by the fruits that we bear and, and what we're doing and the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm -hmm. gentleness, self-control. This is in Galatians 5, Amen. 22 Ooh. to 23. So wow. yeah, if we, if we are, if we have these fruits, mm -hmm. I mean, not only does God recognize us and Jesus recognize that, that, that we are doing the work because we have these fruits and we're doing right, it. Right, and right. It's an action, right. but we recognize each other. We recognize that that is my brother and sister in Christ because they're, they're patient, they're loving, they're caring, they're giving, right. they're at peace. They're not quarrelsome. When something bad happens, they have self-control. Right. That's a sign of maturity. And the fruit that you bear is a, is a sign of what resonates inside of you. Right. So if the word resonates inside of you, your fruit would be good fruit. Amen. Amen. Wow, sis, you are dropping gems right now. I just feel like Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. You still got to get that clapping going, bud. <laughs> Um, I, I think what I want to add to this is that it is really by God's grace that we are reconciled to God. And, you know, there's absolutely no reason or nothing that we can't do, you know, to earn the privilege of becoming, you know, God's children. But it doesn't mean that what we do doesn't really matter. I mm. mean, it's important that our actions dictate the words of God. You know, it, it, he whatever he says, we must go by. And as humans, we are we are committed <laughs> to sin. However, if we if we are conscious and make conscientious efforts to 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 do right and and act on the good of our service that we give to others, I think that those actions will always be deemed upon right righteously. I I agree. Amen. 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 So let us all go mm -hmm. and do the good works that God has asked us to do. Because when the end time comes, me and Philly are going to be on the sheep side. Yes, we are. <laughs> and not like the stubborn Billy goat. Yeah, we're not going to be on the goat <laughs> side. And we want you to join the sheep crew. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Well, stay tuned, stay tuned for our announcements and closing prayer. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the sheep and goats. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the creditor and two debtors found in the book of Luke chapter seven, verses 36 to 50. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, May 18th at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. Follow our IG page to keep current on what is happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. 
You, you can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now let us join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible, because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father, God in heaven, we bless your holy name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us together in fellowship to learn, O oh, Father God, from the parables of Jesus Christ. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we welcome your presence and we thank you for your presence continually in our lives. Oh, Father God, we have learned from Jesus Christ that faith without works is dead. That you have called us to be a servant of this world in action and not just words. That we express our love for God by being in service to God. That we enter the kingdom by acts of service and not just words. Our faith is not complete if we do not take up action. Our action actually shows that what we believe and who we believe. James 2, 14, 20 says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith alone save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Hebrews 13, 21 says, Lord, equip us with everything good that we may do your will, working in us that which is pleasing in your sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Father God, stir in us with the Holy Spirit, a spirit of action. Allow us to be mindful of those who are in need of service so that we may be of service to them. That it is your will and your way that we act in fellowship with one another by giving of our time, talents, and treasury to one another. Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way your light shine before others so that they may see good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Oh, Father God, we thank you that our actions are not just a reflection of us, but a reflection of you. And in knowing that, oh, Father, we are mindful that our actions are representative of you that we do the things that are pleasing to you. Bearing in mind that if we are just about words, we are not doing enough. That our faith is incomplete without doing the works. So Father, you have called us to do works, but sometimes we fail in this department. Oh Lord, make it known to us in which ways we have failed. And make it clear to us in which ways we can do more, in which ways we can help, in which ways we can be of service to your kingdom and to the people 
knowing, Father, that the actions you have called us to do are blessed by you. Bless the works of our hands. Bless our bodies, our spirit, and our mind to do more in this world. To do more than just talk, but to be about something. We know that Jesus is about that action. In his life, he has shown us an example of service, of grace, of mercy, of loving, of giving. What more is it for us to follow his example and do the same things? So if we are called Christians in his name, we must act as Christians in his name. Oh, Father God, it is easy to recognize a Christian because your word says that a Christian will have the fruits of the spirit. So Father God, I pray that we abound with the fruits of spirit so that we are an example of what Christ likeness is in this world. So that our actions show that God is real, that our faith is real, and that we are doing what is needed in love for one another. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Father God, let us show these fruits in our actions daily to others. When people see us, let us let them see the good fruit of the spirit that they know us by the, by our names, Christians, followers of Christ. Let us who produce good fruit produce the good fruit for those who are in need. Let us who produce good fruit produce good fruit of action and service. We ask you, Father, to bless the works of our hands. We ask you, Father, to give us opportunities to serve. And we ask you, Father, to create in us a willing heart full of love and service to others. We thank you for everything you have done and everything you have everything you will continue to do in our lives. And we will show our gratitude by serving by serving the kingdom of God with our actions. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we ask you to bless this prayer and we come into agreement so that you can hear this prayer and so that we can make a change now and for the good of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you all for tuning into our podcast. We love you and have a blessed week. Bye.